Travel has rebounded, and with its crowds, lines, and challenges, it's more important than ever to be a smart traveler. Welcome to Traveling with AAA. I'm your host, Mary Herendine, and today we're going to get some tips and tricks on travel to help us plan for the upcoming holidays or just whenever. And joining us is Elizabeth Harriman Lasley, former co-host with her late husband, Paul Lasley, of On Travel, a radio show that aired to a million listeners in 167 countries on the American Forces Network. Also former former travel editor of Westways Magazine, where she continues to contribute today. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for joining us again. Oh, Mary, it is so glad. I am so glad to be back on Traveling with AAA. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Now, um, definitely wanted to have you here to talk about some of the tips and tricks. I know you've traveled a long time and your career around travel. Will you share with us a little bit about yourself and um, give us maybe one top tip and then we'll hear some more. Top tip. Well, my top tip for the upcoming holidays is pack your patience and holiday cheer because <laughs> it's going to be, um, you know, it, it travel delays over this past summer were enormous. The airlines still have not ramped up to their full staffing, so there are lots of delays. So with the holidays coming up, uh, just be sure to plan ahead. And uh, there, I do have some magical ways to help smooth your experience at the airport. Would you like to hear those? Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Tell us more. Okay, so well, whatever. Oh, Mary, do you have TSA pre-check? I don't. That's <gasps> embarrassing. I know. Uh-oh, I saw the look uh-oh. on your face. <laughs> everyone, everyone listening should have TSA pre-check. Now, what TSA pre-check is, okay, so you get to the airport. You think you're there in plenty of time. Now, you should allow at least two hours ahead of time for domestic travel and three hours for international travel. Well, so you get there. You've planned Wait, way hard. Two hours? Is that all the time or just during the holiday season? I do it all the time, but okay. definitely through the holiday season. Yes, I'm I'm infamous for getting to the airport early. But, you know, it's so much. It's We all want to fight stress these days. It's so much better to be sitting at the airport, having a latte at, instead of sitting in traffic. That makes sense. So, but TSA PreCheck, what, what happens is, at and in about 200 domestic airports or even more now, have it. And what it is, is you get through the shorter t- the uh, uh, security line. So even if you've got a lot, plenty of time and you get there early, but you see the eternally long line at TSA PreCheck. And then there are those uh, pr- privileged few who get to the shorter line, which is which is the TSA pre-check line, not the regular security check-in line. So what it does is you don't have to take your liquids out, you don't have to take your jacket off, you don't have to take your shoes off, you don't have to take your computer out. It Because you are sort of pre-screened. What you do is you fill out an application online, you schedule an appointment at an enrollment center, and then you have like a 10-minute interview, includes a background check and fingerprinting. It's uh, $85.00 for five years. Check out tsa.gov slash precheck. Okay, so that's how to speed your time coming uh, when you're flying out of an airport. Okay. Now, now do you want to know how to speed your time when you're coming back into the country? Yes. From an international (laughs) trip? All right. After the trip is over, I already want to be home. The travel is, it's long enough. I'm usually exhausted, so. There you go. Well, the, the key to this is global entry. And what it is, is when you come into 
an airport from an international trip, you instead of standing in that long line for passport check and all of that, right. you just go to a kiosk, you put your passport in, you do your, you have a, your handprint, and you speed through. Uh, I have gone at, at LAX, which is a pretty busy international airport. I have gone from landing to out the front door of the terminal in 15 minutes because of global entry. Now, again, you have to apply online. You apply with U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and then you basically, you become a trusted traveler. You Again, you fill out an application, and you have to have an appointment at a global entry enrollment center. At, in, you have an in-person interview. They do a background check. They do fingerprinting again, and it is $100 now, it is non-refundable, but again, okay. it's for five years, and you go to cbp.gov to check it out. But the, here now, the great thing about that is, if you get global entry, it automatically includes TSA PreCheck. Oh, nice. Yeah, so two for one, and for $100 for five years, and even certain credit cards, you get that $100 refunded. So that is my key tip for smooth travel during the holidays or any time. Yeah, so no matter how much I try to narrow down on, you know, just making it faster, checking in beforehand, making sure I'm going to the kiosk, doing all that, I always find that I spend so much time waiting for my bags to arrive. Now, I heard you only travel with carry-on. And you travel internationally, so share with us how you're doing that because I can't seem to... Um, fit everything into my carry-on. Oh, Mary, you you would be so good at this. Once you learn this, you will never go back to checked luggage because it's true. You do not want to be uh, standing standing around for your checked luggage. So the key to traveling with only carry-on luggage is to color coordinate. Now, you have beautiful wardrobe, Mary, but what you do is like uh, pick a color, like a black or navy or whatever, and then you mix and match tops and jackets to uh, accessorize whether you can dress stuff up or dress stuff down. Now, I, I learned this the hard way. When I Paul and I were about to embark on a Sea Goddess cruise, now Sea Goddess was a very luxurious cruise ship, and very so I packed some of my you know, formal duds, and Air Portugal lost my bag on the way to Madeira. Oh. So, but what? So, but, and, and that ship was about to leave. Now, fortunately, I was wearing a very good-looking blazer and pants. And so what I did was I went to, Madeira has those nice lace camisoles. Mm -hmm. I got a nice lace camisole, and that's what I wore for formal night. And then for other nights, when Paul wasn't wearing his bow tie, I would borrow his shirt and bow tie, <laughs> and then I would kind of, I would, I, somehow I got through. And by the end of the cruise, not only did people not criticize me, I was getting compliments on my wardrobe. <laughs> now, now, I don't think you have to go that far, but it's amazing how much you can get by with just dressing up or dressing down, make everything do double duty like a, a a swimming pool wrap can double as a workout outfit. Um, layer, if you're going to different climates, mm -hmm. I always pack lightweight thermal underwear so that I can, you know, take off the layers or add on the layers. Only costume jewelry. Never travel with anything you're too, um, th that you wouldn't, be, that you would be too loath to lose. So, not, no, no, don't leave those fancy watches at home. Have only costume jewelry. And 
for men, it's I, I don't know whether it's easier for men or for women, but um, they uh, Scotty vest has a has a kind of a blazer that has all kinds of pockets in it, oh. and Paul had one of those, my late husband, and he would uh, that again you can dress it up, uh, dress it down for a business meeting, dress it up for a formal night. Oh, and here's a key thing: uh, wear your heaviest boots or shoes, and then pack the others because. That way, you don't have that makes your carry on lighter because you still have to be able to fit it into the overhead right. above you <laughs> and drag it around an airport. <laughs> yes, but that's why wheels are that's why wheels are key. Okay, so I've got to ask. I mean, you're narrowing down the wardrobe. You're bringing things that match, um, but are you folding it in a particular oh. way? I've seen my brother. My brother's in the Air Force, and I've seen him carry a duffel bag with. I. It's like a Mary Poppins bag. Just more and more keeps coming out of it. And I'm thinking, how does he do that? And I watched him fold. But is that the key? Okay. Paul and I had a running debate about this. Paul folded. I roll. I am a great believer in rolling because I think that minimizes wrinkles. And also, um, we had a great debate about tissue versus plastic. Paul Mm -hmm. would put his garments in the bag straight from the dry cleaner in the plastic bags Mm -hmm. and and for him it worked everything was pristine when he pulled it out of the bag and hung it up Uh, for me I think I think plastic especially if you're traveling to like a humid climate it it, does it 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 uh, the moisture help increases wrinkles so I use tissue paper and roll and that helps minimize wrinkles. That happened to me once on a trip to Dallas. Like it was just so humid out and I had so many things packed away and straight from the dry cleaners. I ended up having to have my clothes cleaned again because oh, I felt yes. like I had picked up like a scent or something <laughs> from, the, from the plane, from the luggage. I don't know. But and then also it was wrinkly. So Yeah. Um, so those are good tips for for traveling with only carry on luggage. Well, the holidays are approaching and travel is rebounded. Um, what are some other tips for maybe holiday travel? Okay, well, again, pack your patience and holiday cheer. And uh, your smartphone here can be your best friend. Now, I'm actually going out to buy a smart new smartphone today because my <laughs> smartphone is antiquated. Because <laughs> the, some of the apps, you know, don't don't work anymore on them. But some, but there are fabulous apps you can get about uh, if there are weather delays. There's weather.com. There's another great app called uh, Weather Underground, and uh, flightstats.com, FlightAware is another, where you can track your flight, you know, your plane. That, and sometimes if your flight is canceled or delayed, it the those apps might let you know even before it's announced at the gate. So, uh, so oh, and always have your airline, you know, whatever airline, sign up and have their app on your phone for alerts. They still alert me via old-fashioned texting but but at least they, but they do alert me so anyway so always have a backup plan think what the worst case scenario might be and plan alternative itineraries that that you could suggest if your flight is canceled um, also if your flight is delayed or canceled uh, get in line but also again get on your smartphone and if you are a frequent flyer use your frequent flyer um, status because they tend to Cater to the elite status, your frequent flyers, uh, first. Uh, also, find out what airport hotels are near the airport where if you're like changing flights and you might be stranded. And some people even go so far as to make alternative reservations. I do not go that far. But I might, you know, 
um, plan in advance. So um, also consider flying on the actual holiday if you if you actually have the time to do it, or depending on your family's plans. Okay. But in the past, I have actually flown on Thanksgiving or Christmas Day, and fair, wow. first of all, crowds are lower, uh, fair, airfares are lower, and depending on the schedule, it, it could be, you know, could be an option. Oh, well, as we're talking about that, you know, we're still facing the effects of inflation and people are still eager to travel. Do you have any other tips for traveling affordably or finding the best deals? Right now, I think we should all go to Europe. <laughs> Tell us why. <laughs> well, I think so, too. But I'd love to hear, hear why you're suggesting it. Because uh, the dollar is almost on a par with the euro right now. So your dollar goes a lot farther in Europe. And even the British pound is is uh, lower than it normally is against the dollar. So your dollar will go farther in Europe. And uh, and this, I, I should remind everybody of Elizabeth's mantra. Elizabeth's mantra is... You should always have a current passport because you never know when someone is going to invite you to Paris for the weekend. Ah. <laughs> well, mine's up to date. I don't think I'll be getting any invites to Paris this weekend, but well, you never, we can always hope. You, you can always know. hope and you never know. And you should always have your passport, renew your passport at least six months before it's due. So, um, But some other things, just general tips to keep in mind. Um Travel off season when <clears throat> when possible, when prices are lower, also crowds are less. Uh, in terms of booking airfare, you know there are so many theories about when's the ideal time to buy a, an airfare. Airfares are, tend to be going up. Well, they have gone up. They've gone up about eight oh, percent in the past year, and they're not expected to come down anytime soon. But you can still get good deals or at least affordable deals. Um, the best time to book is in general, you book um, about three weeks in advance for domestic travel, and it couldn't be one to five months for international travel. It all depends. And again, people think, oh, when's the best time to fly? Typically, fares are lower on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But the key is be flexible. If you, cause, mm-hmm. And a lot of um, times when you go on the airline website, it'll say, okay, this is the price if you fly this day. And then I'll even, they'll even tell you if you, you know, if you fly one day earlier, one day late, one day later, it can be a little less. Also consider flying out of a different airport. Like, um, you know, if you live, if you're, whether it should be LAX or Orange County or Burbank, if you live in uh, right. Southern California, because fares vary, but depending on the actual airport you fly into or out of. And here's another thing. Stay in second-tier cities. Like, everybody wants to go to Paris, London, and Rome. And I'm not saying don't go there. You do, you know, if it's on your bucket list, go to the end, go up in the Eiffel Tower. But also get out of those major capitals because they are very expensive. But, like, if you're going to Italy, the city of Bologna is mm-hmm. fast and has... Oh, and you would love this, Mary, because I know you love Italian food. I do. The pasta in Bologna. Oh, my gosh. Uh, is well, it's like where pasta was invented. <laughs> yeah, I hear it. Well, Susan Van Allen, who was on the show previously, had shared um, a little bit about that. Mm. And 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so I mean, the food is wonderful. They have these wonderful colonnades that you can walk through. They have medieval towers you can climb. So, uh, but again, you might not think of going to Bologna. It's like a second tier city. Same, same in this in the United States. Instead of, you know, we have New York and San Francisco and Chicago. They're all fabulous. But like my hometown of Indianapolis has the largest children's museum in the world, and it's amazing. And uh, Kansas City has amazing, they have a a jazz museum and the uh, Negro Baseball League Museum. I mean, fascinating things in these smaller tier cities that are more affordable. Yeah. And so um, thinking of, you know, that travel, I know COVID really taught us the value of (laughs) making sure that you are flexible because you sometimes have to travel those canceled plans or they're canceled um, they're canceled for you. Yeah. What's the value of having travel insurance? Is it more important now than ever? And what type of things does it cover? Well, it is more important now than ever. And um, what it does is trip cancellation or trip interruption insurance can reimburse you for it's for your basically it's for your prepaid travel expenses. Like if you buy a because a lot of Expenses are prepaid if you go on a cruise or a tour or, or even your airfare. And it will reimburse you for those expenses if you cancel or interrupt your trip for a covered reason. Now, covered reason, I'll get into that in a minute. Medical travel insurance can cover emergency medical costs and transportation. And, Mary, those can run into thousands of dollars if you get sick or injured, especially abroad. And for most people, your travel insurance your domestic travel insurance that you count on here at home, in most cases, it will not cover you internationally. So oh. that is a really good thing to keep in mind. Now, um, in terms of what what a covered <laughs> what a covered reason is, um, you have to read the policy. You know, it's so funny because people say, "Well, I didn't know I wasn't covered for that." Well, read your policy, read the <laughs> fine print. Be sure it covers you for you want. For things you want to be covered for. Beware of exclusions, like acts of war are typically not covered, or civil unrest. Surprisingly, terrorism is usually covered. Who knew? (laughs) If if, if it happens within 30 days of your trip. Well, what about the recent devastation caused by Hurricane Ian? I mean, is something like that covered? A natural disaster? It is. If you buy your travel insurance before the hurricane is named. Ah. That's the key. And this is the thing. Typically, I recommend people buy travel insurance when you book your trip because there are some things like, a lot of people don't know, but travel insurance will cover you for pre-existing medical conditions. But to get that benefit and some of the others, you typically have to buy the insurance like within 14 days of booking your trip. And just like you can't buy fire insurance uh, once the building has gone up in flames, you can't buy hurricane insurance. And the, the key is once the hurricane has been named. All right. So important yeah. to think of those things and consider that yeah. before you plan your trip, especially yeah. if you're traveling in or from an area where something like that's more likely to happen. Exactly. Like if you're, yes, the Caribbean in, in autumn. 
So, right. Um, if you're booking months in advance, too, I mean, you said for international travel, one to five months. So I imagine it's something you just have to consider up front. You can't wait. Yes. And travel is is for those. I mean, travel insurance is for those unexpected. It's, it, it, it's to protect you from the unexpected. And it typically costs between five and 10 percent of the cost of your trip. And you can buy it through your travel advisor. And before I forget, one of my favorite travel tips for saving money is don't forget your AAA card, your AAA discount that will that you can get at so many hotels uh, all over the country. And so I always carry my AAA card with me. But also you get discounts on um, I don't know attractions and yeah. sometimes the theater. So that's one tip. And also, don't forget to book through your AAA travel advisor or travel agent because they can help you save money. They not only save you time and trouble, they can save you money because they are privy to deals and discounts that you might not know about and you couldn't get on your own. Yeah, and they're probably reading that fine print for you on the ah! travel insurance. Well, they do. They can advise you on their travel insurance as well. That's true. Thank you for that. Now, I'm thinking about, you know, travel. You've done a lot, and I know you love cruises. You know, what are some of the benefits you'd say of cruising or any tips you have for travelers consider, considering going on a cruise? Well, speaking of saving money, cruising is probably the best travel value out there. It um, you, you pay one price okay. up front, covers your transportation, your accommodation, most of the onboard activities, and uh, and meals. Now, there you can spend extra if you want to. There are some activities that they now charge for. There are some uh, specialty restaurants that they charge extra for. But you can go on a cruise and not pay anything extra. Just go to the the free meals which are available or included, I should say, yeah. included meals in the dining room or in the buffet, and do all the. There are a lot of activities that are included. The entertainment, the entertainment's all included. And incredible entertainment every night and throughout the day in lounges and stuff. All that's included. And you can cruise for as little, well, less than $100 per person per day. And you can practically not stay home for that. Now, you can, now there are luxury cruise lines. It depends on, depends on what you want. So right. again, a key thing I would say if you're considering a cruise, Again, call your AAA travel advisor because you need a cruise experienced travel agent to help. There's so many different kinds of. You can take a cruise, Mary. Well, you've been on a cruise, but um, but but you can go on a cruise where you can go rock climbing or ice skating or uh, roller roller <laughs> right. coastering, or you can go on a little expedition ship where dressing up means just putting on a clean sweater for dinner and entertainment is the ecology lecture for that night but so if you're a guy if you're the guy who wants just a, a peace and quiet and to watch the whales and ha listen to the ecology lecture you might not be happy on the rock climbing wall cruise and your travel advisor can direct you to the cruise that will meet your interests and your budget well what about traveling <clears throat> with a loved one or if you are physically challenged is cruising a good option for for someone like that? Cruising is one of the best options for traveling if you or a loved one is uh, physically challenged. Um, it Because they have, most cruise lines have handicapped accessible cabins. They have ways that you can, if you need special equipment, you can 
plan ahead for that. You can book ahead for that. And so cruising is one of the best options. And, you know, it's interesting that you ask about that because um, so many people, a huge percentage of the population anymore um, identify as either physically challenged. I think it's something like uh, 26% of the population has some oh, kind wow. of, dis- I know, and about 15% of, of the world population have, have some kind of disability. But everyone is eager to travel and it is easier for them. You know, I would re- recommend everybody go to a website called Curb Free with Corey Lee. Corey Lee is uh, in a wheelchair, but he has been, he has traveled to all seven continents. <laughs> he has traveled more than any of us, and he has amazing tips uh, on his website about what to do. Um, hotels and airlines, they haven't always kept up with like the latest, what they should be doing, but they're all trying. They're all, and, and, and traveling in the United States, of course, every, everything has to be ADA compliant. Right. So that is helpful, and you have to be a little more um careful when you're traveling abroad. Oh, that's interesting, because I hadn't thought of that, it, especially if I'm going to a country I've never been, Is and I'm used to it here, where everything is ADA, you know, it meets those standards. How different is it, and are there some countries that are more accessible um, than others? Yes, and, and most of the places where you're going, like historic places, uh, you know, have cobblestone streets. They don't know from those little, the the wheelchair accessible curves, you know. So again, do your research ahead of time. And again, your travel advisor can help you with this. Um, And there's um, the ADA.gov is is another good resource and the Department of of Transportation at DOT.gov. But again, just do your research. Every, Every country is trying to be more accessible. It's just that, uh, a lot, you know, a lot of places still have a long way to go. But again, if you are a loved one has those challenges, don't let it keep you home. Paul and I have a couple of friends, uh, John and Larry Gassman. Mm-hmm. They are twin brothers, blind from birth. They have again, they have traveled probably more more than than many other people. They uh, they used to have a radio show about old time radio. They do more blind than I do. Sighted. They've been ziplining in Costa Rica. Wow. Uh, Larry and his wife went parasailing in Hawaii. So there really are no limits. You just have to do your research, get the help you need, but don't let anything like that keep you home. Yeah. Travel. Travel smart. Yeah. So what recommendations do you have for maybe traveling safely, um, particularly? I mean, a foreign country or even here. I know I remember the first time I went to New York trying to use the subway system and I'm just clueless about it. So would you share with us some of your uh, your uh, tips? Well, I think be alert, travel defensively wherever you go. You know, some places have a reputation for being dangerous, but you know, there are parts of probably the city, any city you live in that you have to be careful about. Just always be aware of what's going on around you um, and put things into perspective. I mean, you have a higher probability of being hit by lightning than being a victim of terrorism. Uh, now, having said that, a good tip is to enroll in the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. It's called STEP. So you can register for that at step.state.gov. Um, and um, 
basically what happens is you you sign up, you say you're I'm going to be in France this particular period, you will receive security notices. If something does happen in that country, they know where to find you and how to help you get out. But again, put it in perspective. And in terms of crime, violent crime against travelers is not typically going to be your greatest danger. Your greatest danger in terms of simple crime is being a victim of a pickpocket. (laughs) (laughs) Or identity theft now, or fraud, or things like that. You do have to be careful of that. So again, guard, guard those documents carefully. I would say travel with only two credit cards, leave one in your hotel safe, um, and beware of distractions, uh, because that's how pickpockets, they, you know, they, they have a, create an accident or something over here, a big noise or something. And so your attention is diverted. That's when they could pick your purse or your pocket. And uh, I, don't put your cell phone in your back pocket. And guys, don't put your <laughs> wallet in your back pocket. You guys, you all should know better. Keep it in your front pocket. <laughs> front pocket. And I like pockets with zippers. And, um, and and just, and, and, and purses, if you must travel with a purse, there's a company called uh, PackSafe mm-hmm. that has, um, it's their handle is has like wire in it. So uh, somebody on a scooter can't come by and cut the wire of your bag and steal your bag that way. I had never even thought of that. And mm-hmm. that, that being a thing is that somebody <laughs> would cut it. I just wear the cross body bag. Or, and that, yeah. You know, and that helps. Like that. And that yeah. helps. Or I'll put my jacket over it. So the yeah. bag is in there and, because I'm likely to set things down. I get something in my hand. I set it down and I start looking at something else. And lo and behold, I can't find my phone or my wallet. Yeah. I usually put my purse like uh, around around one leg or something. You know, Lily Tomlin, Tomlin's said, uh, living in New York is always knowing where your purse is. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a good way to travel. Just, you know, be alert and and try to avoid getting into situations where you might be a victim of crime. You know, no, everybody's talking about boundaries these days. Maintain your boundaries. And uh, yeah, if you're going to, if you want to meet a stranger, meet them in the hotel bar or, you know, meet them at a public place. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about traveling smart, traveling safely. What about traveling responsibly? I know a lot of people really care about the environment and want to um, leave, you know, little when they go. Uh, could you share with us any of your tips on that? Sure. The key is to, and and you're right. Most people do want to, they want to travel, but they we care about our planet. And I think the advantages of travel in terms of what it does for individuals and what it does for the world outweigh the disadvantages. However, we do want to minimize environmental impact impact, and maximize the positive benefits for local communities. There's a website called sustainabletravel.org, which has some great tips. Uh, one of the things they say, stay longer in places. You know, uh, if, you, if you haven't traveled internationally a lot, maybe the goal is, well, I want to go to London, Paris, and Rome, and Madrid. Um, but maybe stay long, go to fewer places and stay longer in each place because not only will you have a less impact on the environment, but you'll be able to absorb the local culture right. better and vary your modes of transportation. In Europe especially, trains are fabulous. Well, and in this country, I'm a huge fan of Amtrak. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, 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 trains are trains are great and then do your best to conserve water and energy and again when you travel abroad a lot of times you'll be in a hotel and the hall light won't go on until you until you enter the hallway 
or the, the light on the stairway won't go on until you step up the stairs. They're, they're kind of ahead of conservation. So right. just like turn, make sure you turn out the lights when you leave the room. Just simple and conserve water the way we all do here in Southern California. Simple things like that can help. Yeah, thank you for that, uh, for those tips. And then I'm thinking about, you know, what about traveling solo? Any tips or tricks for anybody traveling alone? Yeah, well, you know, we talked a little about cruising. And the uh, the irony is that cruising and, um, and also escorted tours, if you're a tour person, um, they are great ways for, they're great trips for single travelers. But solo travelers are also hit with this dreaded single supplement. And what that means is that for a solo traveler, you're, you might be paying uh, between uh, 125 and 200% of the per wow. person double occupancy cost. Now for the hotel or the cruise line, it makes sense for them economically. But for the solo traveler, you feel you're <laughs> being discriminated against, right? Well, the good news is there are um, some cruise lines and some tour departures that have um, that either waive the single supplement or oh. have a low single supplement, like maybe just 110%. So maybe you're just paying a little more than the per person double occupancy price. Um, but there's also, um, today, many cruise lines are building their newer ships with more single cabins. Oh. And those tend to always sell out first. because It's good because because on a cruise or a tour, you know, a single person can travel in safety. It's a great way to meet people. Mm-hmm. So I think the industry is finally catching on because I, I think yeah. more than a quarter of our country's population uh, lives in single households. And yet they're treated like second class citizens by the travel industry. But I think that's changing and that's that and they're getting the idea. Yeah, that's interesting to to learn is how the, you know how the travel industry is changing even when building the cruise ships now um, considering that there are a lot of people that even if they're not in a single household that do travel solo yeah um, a lot of solo travel so yes yeah, so thanks for that tip it's yeah. interesting too when you're when you're looking around and you're thinking okay do I want this cruise line or that cruise line well which one's going to charge you the higher um, single supplement? Exactly. And there again, your travel advisor can help. Well, thank you so much for all of your tips today. Now, finally, let's wrap this up with what's the one most important thing to remember about traveling smart? Don't postpone your travel. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's one thing we all learned from the pandemic. Don't put it off. Get out there and go. Yeah, thank you so much for that. And I need to book some travel here myself. I know I've got so much vacation time and I definitely need to put it to good use. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for joining us today. It's really been a pleasure having you back again on the show. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to our listeners for being with us. If you're planning a trip, be sure to connect with a AAA travel advisor. Check out AAA.com forward slash travel or visit your local branch. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. I'm Mary Herring. Thank you for traveling with AAA.